Hello and welcome to the Walk and Love podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Brooke. And today we are going to talk about, how would you describe the category? I don't know. I almost just said we're going to talk about guns, which sounds not at all like what we're actually going to talk about. That'll make a lot more sense as the episode goes Okay, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week. The Walk and Love podcast is a weekly conversation between Brooke and I about rhythms, emotions, parenting, faith. It's a place where we laugh and sometimes cry as we try to find language to live a full life. Yes. And if you like your listening to line up with your living, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Gun Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, everybody. Guns and Grunge Sponge. Uh, grunge, grunge sponge they took a, a hiatus. They played a matinee the other day. And I thought they're gone. They're done. Sponge has shriveled. It's done. No, it no. It's all dried up. They rehydrated it twice last week. Once of one time, yes. It was during the day. It was literally like 2.30 in the afternoon, and I was the, like, Not oh. a fan of the matinee showing. Okay. Um, the sponsor of the Walk and Love podcast is us. It's ways that you guys can support the podcast since we don't do any paid ads on the podcast. And this is the ultimate time to support the podcast. Mm-hmm. The advertisement for today is the Christmas collection. Mm. It's live right now and it might be. It's good. It might be the best one we've ever done. It's really good. And I, (laughs) cause I like, I photographed two different people this week just so I could have some like other content for emails and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And one of them has been in pictures before. And so she was like, oh man, this is like. It's like some really good stuff. And I was like, okay, I know that every time I'm like, oh, it's really good stuff. And it's true. I mean it every time because we wouldn't put it out if it wasn't good stuff. But there is something extra special about this Christmas collection. And And I'm into it. uh, So, yeah, tons of items, lots of new designs. We got sweatpants. We got sweatshorts. We got some kids stuff. We got kids sweatsuits. There's a good chance that we'll never do kids sweatsuits again. Like a thousand percent. Just because, you know, it's... We're not a kid's brand. We're not a kid's brand, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So tons of great stuff. Uh, The shop will be open October 1st through the 10th, and that's the time to get in your order, and then they'll ship like late November, Mm -hmm. so you'll have plenty of time for Christmas. Uh, And we're super excited about the collection. It's our biggest launch of the year. Yeah. Uh, And so if you could please activate. Mm. Holy Spirit, activate, activate. Activate. All right, let's go. And shop the collection uh, as a podcast listener would mean the world to us. And so go do that now. Buy gifts for your friends, your family, Mm -hmm. uh, strangers on the street, whoever you meet. uh, (laughs) Buy a gift. Buy a t-shirt for every single person you ever meet. There. I think that should do it. I think it's a fair ask. Yeah. Uh, The the one thing I will say is that we did bring back the secret message tease. Oh, yes. And I, you know, we we did this a decade ago. Mm Mm-hmm. This, the idea is, since you can't watch what we're doing, is that it looks like a blank shirt from the outside. Yeah. And you flip it up and the person you flip wearing the hem, it. flip the hem. Like the, the bottom part. Yeah. Upside down. So we've printed on the inside of the shirt, but don't worry, you like can't feel it while you wear it. Yeah. And it reads, I love you to the person reading it. Yeah. And so the reason behind this shirt is that there are husbands out there, mm-hmm. boyfriends, dads. Yeah. Uh, maybe sons that wouldn't wear, like you, you wouldn't buy them a shirt that's like, I love you on it for them <laughs> to wear. But you also sometimes just don't know what to buy them. Yeah. Uh, like Alyssa always, t- <laughs> Alyssa will ask me, 
what should I buy Jeff? Because yeah. anything he knows about, he just buys for himself. Right. So now I know that in my head and every now and then I'll text her and be like, Hey, yeah. I think you would like this, you know? Yeah. Um, and so like there are guys out there who are to shop for because they just buy what they need for themselves or they just like don't want slash yeah. need a lot of things. Yeah. And so I feel like the secret message tee is the perfect gift for that. It's a super comfortable mid-weight vintage wash tee with a pocket and uh, it's also just like such a sweet reminder yeah. for someone you love. Yeah. And so every time they wear it and they walk around in it, they they know yeah. who gave it to to them and what it says to them. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised like when we brought it back and I posted sort of the first teaser stories of it. Mm-hmm. I was It was such like an endearing moment on Instagram for us because we got all these DMs that were basically like, I bought this for my boyfriend mm-hmm. who has now been my husband for X amount of years. Yeah. I bought this for my fiance and now right. we've been married this many years and have this many kids. And yeah. And then when I, I like reshared one of those and was like, this is so awesome. And then that one was like, oh, that's the same for me. Same for me. Yeah. Same for me. So very cool. Uh, Christmassy gift styled shirt. Yeah. Uh, and there's plenty of other stuff in the shop. Uh, shop.walkandlove.com. Uh, since you're a podcast listener, you get an extra special discount uh, with the code 1 million, mm-hmm. all spelled out O-N-E-M-I-L-L-I-O-N, 1 million, mm-hmm. uh, to, because we just surpassed a million listens on the podcast. So we're celebrating wow. with the discount code for the collection and just because you're an amazing podcast listener. Mm-hmm. Did you know that I was in a spelling bee one time? Mm. I got fourth place. Wow. I got out on the word dangerous. Mm, I did know that actually, yes. And... Uh, I carry that with me um, yeah, wherever I go. I think that's appropriate. So here's the thing, though. If you got out on third place, mm-hmm. like, so like, let's say I'm in third place and I go first and I get the word wrong. Yeah. The next person goes, if he gets the word wrong, I'm still in. Then the next person goes, if he gets the word wrong, then I'm, then we're all still in. Okay. Because like, you don't get eliminated. This Once is how you're they in third. It. Yeah. And I got out of, I was four. Oh man. Yeah, devastating. Yeah. My big head clunking down those stairs. Yeah. Did just you fall head first? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I went down all stairs when I was a kid. Yeah. Just <laughs> clunk, 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 Like a slinky. Sort of like a slinky, but just yeah. like more brain, more damage, head damage. Um, <laughs> I don't think I was ever in anything official. I think like within our classroom, we probably did like, I sort of remember standing at the front during like certain spelling lessons, but it was never like a thing thing. I don't think there were even rules like what you're saying. I think yeah. it was just we stood oh, in the was front. In the auditorium. Oh wow! My mom was there. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. It is intense. And I got fourth. I got out on the word dangerous. I spelled it D A N G E R U S like an dangerous. Idiot. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I came off the stage, and my mom goes, "You're an idiot." <laughs> Get that big head uh. in the car. We're going home. <laughs> Climbing through the trunk. <laughs> yeah. Climbing through the trunk. You know, you don't fit through the doors. <laughs> All right. So, Brooke, how, how was your week? I'm just picturing you having to climb in through the trunk every time. It's too big. It, like, doesn't fit through the sliding door. Oh, I've been telling Uncle... Speaking of trunks, I've been telling Uncle Michael stories mm-hmm. uh, to the girls. We went to Chick-fil-A. Brooke had photos. So I took the girls to Chick-fil-A this week. And... uh my my youngest brother, his name's Michael, yeah. Uncle Michael now. Um, and now every, now that's all everyone. That's all everybody to. calls him. Even we call him yeah. Uncle Michael. Uh, I think it just he, sounds fun. He was adopted from, mm-hmm. from the motherland. So he might be a covert spy waiting to be activated. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? We'll find out. Yeah. I'll keep you guys posted if my brother ends up being a spy. Yeah. And uh, 
he was a little bit of a wildling uh-huh. when he was, he was a little feral. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. He was no, not a little, he was wildly feral yeah. when we adopted him. Yeah. Sweet kid. But yeah. Just a, but what, seven? Seven, six or seven, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Um, so first things first, he, <laughs> I guess, you know, in Russia, in an orphanage, you're void of all color. Right. So the first thing that he did when he lived here was like attach himself to this bright pink windbreaker, woman's windbreaker. Yeah. And I think it was just like color exists. It was just like, and I'm wow. wear it. Yeah. And unfortunately, a kid on the, on the playground made fun of that color mm. and Michael punched him, mm. threw him to the ground, kicked him and then spit on him. That adds up. That's the motherland. Don't mess with Russia. No, don't. Mm-mm. So uh, lots of great Uncle Michael stories. <laughs> um, but speaking of trunks. But speaking of trunks, uh, one time we were driving back from church, the whole family. Uh, Michael is uh, only a few months into being adopted. Yeah. And he's sitting in the back of Surila, which is my parents, which is my family's 1985 Volkswagen Vanagon that my dad bought a few months after I was born. Yeah. And it's still in the family. Yeah. And still so, in the garage. Still in the garage. Still drives. Uh, not a great driving experience, but yeah. it still drives. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure my dad I mean, I can is, see the road through a hole in the floor, but it's like. That's fine. That's, that's called drainage, babe. Yeah. Uh, Makes sense. My dad will probably send me some text messages about how good Surreal has been to us. Dad, yes. please send the photos. All the photos you have of Surreal, we'll post them on the Walk and Love Facebook page. <laughs> there have been some parents' photos sending to me that have ended up on the page. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like a weekly thing now where they send me photos after the episode. And then you get and then to I update. And I get to post them there. So okay. send them away, Dad, and I'll post them. And then when <laughs> I come back to Pennsylvania in October... I will teach you how to join the Facebook page so okay. you can be a regular contributor. Yeah. Um, same for you, mom. Okay. So we're driving home from church. Uh, Surila takes a turn. <laughs> the trunk pops open. Obviously, that just happens with a 1985 yeah. Volkswagen Vanagon uh, named Surila. And Michael rolls out. Because he's car. literally he's like, like in, in the, the back. trunk. Yeah, like there trunk. weren't enough seats. Yeah. It's, you know, the early 2000s. Safety isn't that big of a concern. Uh, you know, we're all, we're, none of us are in car seats or anything like that. So like, yeah. you know, he's the youngest at six or seven. He rolls out of the back onto the road, rolls onto the road. We keep driving. <laughs> Steph yells, oh my word, Michael fell out of the back of the car. My dad stops. We all turn. You would think like rolling out of the back of the car would have dazed you or left you like maybe sitting on the side of the road. Not Michael. Nope. Not Uncle Michael. He is in a full sprint as fast as his little legs which is fast yeah his little russian legs can take him speedy little kid jumps into the car through the the open trunk climbs over the seat sits in a seat and puts a seatbelt on Uh and i would think again you know his english was so so at the time Mm -hmm. my only thought is that he was like i'm this This is it it. i'm gonna be left behind (laughs) this family is abandoning me (laughs) And they didn't have the heart to tell me to my face. They just tricked me into sitting in the trunk and I was going to roll out. (laughs) Oh man. Uh. I told that one to him. And it's like, it's really fun telling your kids stories about your childhood. Oh, and they love it. They love it. And so uh, it's just an encouragement to parents out there to be like, you know, ask me a question about my childhood or Mm -hmm. like, uh, let me tell you about a story when I was eight years old. Yeah. Because that's what June is right now. Yeah. The other one I told him was Michael, uh, Uncle Michael, is was so confident in his ability to swim when he came to America. Yeah. Um, 
and there was like, we adopted him in the winter. So there wasn't opportunities to him, except our high school had a like pool night, community mm-hmm. pool night that you could come and swim in the pool that like the, swim the indoor. Team yeah. Yeah. So he's telling us he can swim. No problem. Uh, his adopted sister, Victoria is telling us she can swim. They're, mm-hmm. they're great swimmers. Like no problem. We get changed in the locker room. Of course he takes off, you know, we're not quite ready. We come racing after him out of, out of the locker room. He jumps straight into the deep end and sinks like a stone to the bottom. <laughs> Could not swim at all. <laughs> not even like a second on top. Right. Just, just, literally, just literally to the bottom. Right to the bottom. Steph dived in and saved him. Oh, and I word. think my thought is that whatever, wherever they swam at. Yeah, he could touch. He could touch. And so he's thinking, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, my word. Uncle Michael was a big hit this week. How was your week? My week was good. My week was busy. We have been, did we record last Sunday? Has it really been a, we've been like flip-flopping days. And so I'm trying to remember, yeah. was it uh-huh. truly a week? I think it was a week. Yeah. Um, a lot, yeah. of, lot of computer time this week. A lot of computer time. A lot of making video time. Um, so it was like homeschool light. Yeah. <laughs> homeschool light, gym light. Um, uh. Anything else light because <laughs> <laughs> all we were doing was collection prep, um, which like, you know, anytime we have a collection, it takes up a lot of our time, but this one is all, it's just so big. So much stuff. So many items. Speaking of, hmm. if you're a photographer out there oh. that wants to work for us as our product photographer mm-hmm. dm me tj yeah. Macedas. not walk in love it'll get lost yeah at tj Macedas. dm me on instagram okay so go continue D- dm and maybe have some proof that you can do it yeah don't just dm <laughs> me and be like i love i love pictures. that yeah yeah you're kind and i like that but that's yeah we, i need yeah. a qualified product <laughs> photographer yeah um yeah so i feel like <laughs> mom and dad you cannot apply <laughs> i feel like that was most of my week yeah. um Oh, last Sunday was Daisy's birthday. Yep. And did we talk about it? I don't know. So now I'm confused as to when we recorded. No memory. No memory. Um, but yeah, her birthday was really, really sweet. And we went to the beach that evening, which was really fun. I can't remember if we talked about I think it. we did. Did we? I don't yeah. know. Sweet be there. Sweet be there. I'll never know. Um, yeah. I like I have, I did nothing else. That like, And then I say that yeah. with no like, weirdness but yeah. just like i don't even think i have a single story to tell or anything because <laughs> i was at my computer a lot uh, more so you were in our bedroom recording videos yeah I mean, you like were doing that and then editing. doing some computer work speaking of i have a game changer okay now that now that i think about it okay i don't think i have do i have the game changer audio i think you do because i feel like i heard the girls play it the other day oh the girls love oh yeah here we go game changers changes to the game such that the game can never be played the same way again my game changer and there's going to be just like a small sliver of our audience that is like i feel this on a deep spiritual level okay uh i i edit videos on adobe premiere right that's the program and they just had a big update for years adobe premiere when you imported iphone footage it mm-hmm. would like turn into this like weird overexposed like whacked out color situation color gobbledygook yeah and so i would always have to edit iphone photos iphone video on my phone yeah because every time you did it like and there were some fixes online that you could find but none of them were like that That great great. and so my game changer is adobe has fixed that issue Mm -hmm. and so i can just import 
iPhone video into, and it looks right. And it looks right, and then it exports right, and so that has probably saved me hours. And actually, I don't think it's saved me any hours of work because it's made me actually create more, more video. video. Yeah, because it's easier to do it on works. my computer with my mouse. So that's my game changer. It's that's my one. collection game changer. Do you have one? Hmm. 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 Um. It's okay. We don't. I unfortunately, this is a game changer. And then I'm like, oh, bummer. I've got that habit now. <laughs> I I don't think I can drink a coffee now without a, some sort of sweet oh, okay. cream on top. Yeah. Which was already my move when it came to Starbucks drinks. <laughs> I've gone through many Starbucks drinks over the years. I feel like I pick one for about a year. And then you get over it. Year and a half at a time. And then I'm kind of like, meh, I'm over it. Yeah. And then I switch. So I, you know, way, way, way back. Started off, like initial, like started off even drinking coffee. Java chip cappuccino. That was mine. Well, that's, that's, I see. I got you in on that. Okay. Well, let me go back that far. I would have been, oh, I would have been younger. (laughs) Yeah. Because I remember Uncle Rich did it for me. Okay. And I was, there was a summer. I was actually, I was actually just thinking about this trip and I was like, uh, because I've been thinking about our kids and how all the nieces and nephews are getting older. And I was just like thinking about myself with my cousins there was a time when, so one set of my cousins and my uncle in North Carolina, we saw them a lot. I probably saw them the yep. most. Um, Kate was probably, it's probably the closest thing I had to a sister growing up, my cousin. And so we saw them a lot. And so they came up for something. I can't remember the exact timeline, but like they came up and Black then they day. were coming up again from Black North Carolina. Arbor day. Right. No, <laughs> it, there was like a 10 day window. And instead of, I can't remember it exactly, but I went back to North Carolina with them kind of last minute, like just me. Whoa. Can't, cool I can't remember the specifics, but How it cool like, that was go? not the plan. And then it was like, sure, why don't you go down? But I would have been at least in, I was probably homeschooled. So maybe like seventh or eighth grade. So, just... And so, yeah. And I'm pretty sure he had a convertible at the time. Oh, cool. So, so I think we went. baton case right in the back. Oh, right in the back. <laughs> sparkles shining in the sunlight. And, um. So anyway, where am I going with the story? Oh, he's the one. So I don't know. So seventh or eighth grade would have wow. been the t- first time I like tried coffee, okay, like hot coffee. Because before I would have only ever tried it at like a restaurant or for my parents. And my famous description as a little kid that my parents still talk about is that I said it tasted like burnt pop, drinking burnt popcorn, right? Which it kind of does if you like, if your you get just like drink it black. So it's like hot bean water. Yeah. Gross. And then they didn't always drink it black though. Okay. And then, so Uncle Rich is like, well, you're not doing it the right way. And he's like Mr. Coffee Espresso. Like he knows what's okay. up. So he makes me something. And he then. He drives a convertible. Don't he, worry about you. Don't worry about him. He's fine. And then um, <laughs> he puts so much dark chocolate in it. So it's basically like a liquid <laughs> mocha. And he was like, try that. And so I did day one. And he would like just lessen it. And so I learned to drink coffee with chocolate in it. Okay. Here's where I'm going. I then learned to lessen that. But like when I was in high school, which would have been 2000 to, are you in high school for, is it actually a five-year date? Do you know what I'm saying? Because like, so I graduated, see what I'm saying? I graduated in 2005. I I was in high school from 1999 till 2003. Is that five years or four years? That's four years. (laughs) No, I know, but like, <laughs> so it is four, even though you graduate oh, in the following year. Kids, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, six. six. Yeah, we got them all. 
They're, they're, now the kids in the background, I'm seven. <laughs> um, anyway, I graduated in 2005. I, it was like not a thing to go to Starbucks. No. Like at all. Yeah. There was a, do you remember Prince Street Cafe opened when yeah. I was in high school? But you know what Prince Street Cafe I do is. Remember. Yeah, but uh, yeah, not yeah. in high school. Yeah. I used to go here and there, like very I rarely. I coffee until we. I know. I'm, I'm, this is apparently this is our coffee timeline. Okay. I'm talking about it. So then I went to college and there was. Got w- hooked on the juice. Got hooked on the juice. There was a Starbucks in some of the, like, uh, what do you call the big buildings <laughs> on campus? Campus buildings? I don't know what they're called. I was going to say dorms, and that's not right. I don't know, like the big place where you went. <laughs> but see, guys, I didn't graduate from there. Well, you thought there were five years of high school. So. No, <laughs> I know there's not five years of high school. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to. Anyway, somebody gave me, I think he was trying to like. Like a student center? Kind of, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, somebody gave me a white, so now still hot, still hot drinks, okay. white chocolate mocha. So I'm now switching chocolates, okay? Did I hear Which a is, line in there that some guy was trying to flirt with you? I think that's Who what happened because he, I don't, literally don't even know his name. I was in a video editing class and I learned to edit video on Final Cut Pro. And in this class, I had to edit on whatever else would have been a thing at the time. And it was so stressful for me because I feel like, because I, I remember thinking like, I know how to do this actually quite well. Right. And so I was so irritated that I couldn't like. <laughs> that just grinds your Oh, can, do you know how <laughs> much? See see, oh man. Y'all you're don't war- even know. You're working oh, through something. Right I am. Oh, this poor kid is like, <laughs> I'm going to try to help her. Also, she's kind of cute. That was the vibe. Also, one of my ongoing jokes is that anytime Brooke mentions any <laughs> non-related male human in her past, is say, I'll find him. Yeah. Who is he? I'll find him. I'll find him. I'll find him. I'll kick him to the ground and spin on him. <laughs> Michael style. Uncle Michael style. First, let me put my pink windbreaker on yeah. and then I'm ready to go. Yeah. So I thought this is delicious. I mean, yeah. it's basically just sugar yeah. liquid at that point when you're white chocolate. So I went from white chocolate at high school or college to Starbucks white chocolate when I switched colleges and I was going to the um, like community college, yeah, community college yeah. where I would drive there every day. Right, yeah. And so in between classes, I would go sit at like a Barnes and Noble or somewhere. So cool. So cool. I was like, Kids oh, don't know what they're I'm like a days. photography student <laughs> and I like look at photography books on my break and I journal. I should journal. <laughs> and so um, now I'm in the white chocolate phase for a long, we got long married time. in white chocolate yeah. phase. I was, that was like my drink. Okay. <laughs> then, cause I remember drinking them like a lot when we had our first kiosk okay. or second key, probably the second one, yeah. the, the one that was, no, the one in the center. Was that only, we had two in the center. Okay. Center of the mall. That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, then I started to make the switch to not need as much sweetener stuff, but you jumped in at some point here and I said, do what I did. Uncle Rich has a Corvette. <laughs> Not a Cor- no, sorry, about. not a Corvette. It was, or maybe it was. I don't uh, know. Convertible. Convertible. He says start with chocolate. So I got you started on the Java chip Frappuccino. Which also fits. Uh, cold drinks are my brand. Yes. And so I have heavily switched from hot drinks. Hot drink. To cold drinks. So I went from that. Then I did a coconut thing for a while. Then I just switched to a vanilla latte. Like when we were at Supply, vanilla, hot yeah, vanilla latte hot vanilla was my latte, drink. Yeah. Okay. And then I switched to cold stuff. So it was just like a cold vanilla, like an ice latte. Yep. Then I switched to that oat milk cinnamon thing that was fantastic. Yep. Then I learned 
oat milk is basically drinking canola oil. So I stopped that. Which is why it was so fantastic. So delicious and creamy. Um, then I switched. I love the journey we're on right To the now. coconut milk. Because I was like, well, it's better than the oat milk. But the coconut milk is not my favorite flavor. Right. It is grown on me and I can do it now. But when I first started, I had to get the sweet cream. Full circle, everybody. Now, here's a quick question for you. So you don't know how to edit videos on any sort of software. <laughs> so if you need me to teach you anything, just yeah. let me know. Here's the thing. <laughs> I could probably figure out Procreate now. No, not Procreate. That's the that's the drawing app. Yeah. What's uh Premiere, sorry. Um no problem. But that's because all of the programs now all work way more similarly to each yes. other. Like they all kind of have the same functions. Like I've literally sat down at your computer and I know the keyboard shortcuts. Okay. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I know more keyboard shortcuts than you do. Oh, guys. The heartburn is real. All right. So now what's your current drink? So my current drink at Starbucks <laughs> is an iced latte with coconut milk. No yeah. sweetener. No sweetener. No sweetener because the sweet cream on the top functions as my sweetener. That's enough. Yeah. So now I thought, well, I could probably make that at home. Yep. That's a risky thing to do. Because we make like do. 90% of our lattes at home. 95. Not, yeah. 99. A, a lot yeah. of our lattes. And a lot of lattes. Um, go ahead. You're going to make a joke. A lot of lattes. <laughs> a lot taste. I just love recording the podcast. Okay. That's my strong feeling this week. Okay. I'm just a big fan of Brooke. So anyway. If you're I a have big sensed- fan of Brooke, <laughs> smash that like button. Subscribe. Comp the merch. Get the merch. Shops <laughs> open. Shops open. I now have invented... What an event, but I have, <laughs> uh, guys, I am the inventor of coffee. I, <laughs> no, I now have a cinnamon sweet cream mm-hmm. and I have a salted maple yep. sweet cream. And I don't think I will ever drink a coffee without it again. I'm sorry. Yeah. So okay, you don't have to apologize. And you're, you're perfecting your recipe for moms on Maui. Yeah. Speaking of which, we will have the moms on Maui 2024 dates up Be soon. soonish. Yeah. I'm not going to say V soon. I'm going to oh, okay. say soonish. Soonish. Uh, because Moms on Maui is like 10 days away. 12 days. Today's the first. Yeah. They arrived the 12th. I was, I was in I high school for five Maui. years. <laughs> so, was <laughs> <laughs> that, does that make me? You're never going to live that one nope. down. <laughs> Do you, you still, can you just admit for, with me for a split second that you it, were no, tracking with no. me? <laughs> it doesn't make, I know what you're saying. Because like if you go, because I but, guess what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'm so, I'm so saying two different things. I finished my freshman year with the class of 2000, and then I graduated in 03, which would make it seem like you're only in high school for three years, right? But I entered high school in 1999. So my question is, when did I enter high school? You graduated in 2005. Yeah. So you would have started your senior year in 2004. Yes. 2003, your junior year started in 2002. Your sophomore year was 2001. Right. 2000? See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That sounds like five years. No, 2001. See, you yeah, did what I, I just I did. did. I, I did it wrong. So you can't make fun of me anymore. No, I will. 100%. Okay. Um, anyway, I got a massage this week. That's kind of literally the only other thing I did. Yeah. It was yesterday, and I can barely lean my back against this office chair right now. So we're doing real good. I would... It would mean a lot to me. Well, actually, it does mean a lot to me because this has happened already. I'm so thankful for the uh, messages and DMs we get that people are like, this content that you're doing is really good or this like 
Mm. I can see all the videos you were editing. So thank you. Those few <laughs> people that have messaged. Yeah. I do appreciate that because we have definitely been like grinding at the computers a lot, mm-hmm. um, which has felt really good. And uh, <clears throat> th- th- I've, I've felt really encouraged this week uh, because, you know, owning a business is weird at times. Like sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's just the depths of despair. And there's most of the times it's like just floating in the middle mm-hmm. of like, how can we get this better? Or like, uh, this is not going so well, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, and there's a lot of times, especially when you run your own business, you feel like I can never catch up. I have, I so, think people feel that more than like sitting in the middle. Yeah. yeah. I have so much to do. Like in so many, in different, so many areas. different areas of life. Why, why am I doing everything last minute? And, uh-huh. and a lot of that is just the reality of running a business. Yeah. You know, like we can't start filming with the t-shirts until they arrive. We yeah, and they don't arrive until so many days before, before the collection. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, we can't order them earlier because then our cash flow would get really out of whack. Yeah. And so there's always these like, and so I've been really encouraged that for the first time in a long time, yeah. we have felt like we're the most prepared we've ever been. Mm-hmm. And so just an encouragement out there to the small business owners that listen, that keep developing the systems. Yeah. And I'd say we've putting, been working on those for what feels like almost a year. Yeah. Like, excuse me, basically like January of this year, we had some awesome big conversations that have trickled out into like little by little by little by little by little by little. I I feel like we're seeing a little bit of the fruit of that, which Mm -hmm. has been really kind of encouraging to me. And then the other thing I've been encouraged by is sort of having this palms open approach, hands open to the collection. Obviously, Mm. I have sales goals. I want it to do super well, but I just have to continue to remind myself that like, Lord, you always provide, mm-hmm. you are enough. Mm-hmm. So whatever happens, like I want to put my best foot forward. Yeah. I want to try our hardest. I want yeah. to make sure that we uh, produce an excellent product and excellent content and do all things well, at least yeah. to, to the best of our ability. But at the end of it all, yeah, Jesus, you matter more. And mm-hmm. so I just want, like, I have felt that piece more with this collection than mm-hmm. really I have all year. And so yeah. that has also been encouraging to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just go shop it. Mm. So uh, today, so we we're, we're, said we're going to talk about guns, but <laughs> <laughs> it's really just this language. So we had visitors, Buck Clenchers who stayed with us, Shane and Becca. And one morning, one day we were talking and Shane mentioned this book called Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership. Mm-hmm. And he was like kind of giving us a mini sermon on it. Um, yeah, which, it we, like, which we asked for. It was we like were 20, like... 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, we had to sit in rows. Yeah. So it was a little so weird. It was but... weird that he like, and then we took communion and he gave us communion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he so, took an offering. Yeah. So that was weird. The offering part was strange. <laughs> um, Shane. Uh, <laughs> no, but he, he was talking about this book and I was like, man, this sounds great. Yeah. Um, it's definitely like geared towards uh, people in ministry, like pastors. Yeah. Teachers, I mean, it's literally on the title, stuff, but yeah. it's called Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership, Seeking God in the Crucible of Ministry. So mm. obviously I'm not a minister. I'm not a pastor. In that, yeah, uh, yeah. And, but, you know, we have a ministry for what we do on the podcast and with mm-hmm. the t-shirts and the business and all this kind of stuff. Like our life, your, your life is a ministry. Yeah. So, but especially when it, when I'm thinking about making disciples, like mm. I have three very important disciples I want to make that live in this house mm-hmm. all day long. And uh, they're my children. <laughs> never stop and talking so, to me or touching me. Yeah. Those ones. So, well, you have four that never stop talking or touching you. <laughs> Get it? I'm not pregnant. It's TJ. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Was yeah, a, that, yeah. Was a, that was a husband joke. Yeah. Um, and so I've started reading this book. I'm, I'm kind of getting through it slowly. Yeah. It, 
it's really good. And I'm definitely reading it with like the perspective of being a father mm-hmm. and being a leader in my family, mm-hmm. not necessarily like at a church or something, which has been really helpful. Like, yeah, I needed to name that at first or otherwise yeah. I'd have been like, this doesn't apply to me. Right. And it, know, totally yeah, and it totally but does. But it's just, yeah. So Brooke was like, do you have anything you want to talk about? And so I highlighted this big section of this book. And so I'm going to read it and then we're going to chat about it. Yeah. Uh, I probably, I'll try not to cry while I read it, but <laughs> I might. So just, just um, be ready. Just be ready. Okay. I saw a monk. Okay. Uh, I might butcher this name. Theophane, a Cistercian monk residing at St. Benedict's Monastery in Snowmass, Colorado, tells a striking story that beautifully illustrates such letting go. I saw a monk working alone in a vegetable garden. I squatted down beside him and said, brother, what is your dream? He looked straight at me. What a beautiful face he had. I would like to become a monk, he answered. But brother, you are a monk, aren't you? I've been carrying... I've been here for 25 years, but I still carry a gun. He drew a revolver from the holster under his robe. It looks so strange, a monk carrying a gun. And And they won't, are you saying they won't let you become a monk until you give up your gun? No, it's not that. Most of them don't even know I have it, but I know. Well then, why don't you give it up? I guess I've had it so long. I've been hurt a lot and I've hurt a lot of others. I don't think I would be comfortable without this gun but you seem pretty uncomfortable with it. Yes, pretty uncomfortable, but I have my dream. Why don't you give me the gun? I whispered. I was beginning to tremble. He did. He gave it to me. His tears ran down to the ground and he, and then he embraced me. <clears throat> Most of us have a gun, some way of protecting ourselves and making ourselves feel safe. Hidden under the robe of our leadership persona, it is fairly easy to keep our gun hidden most of the time, but we know that, that it is there and that it is incongruent with the person God is calling us to be. We also know that if we were to go off unexpectedly, unexpectedly, it would do great damage. We are uncomfortable living with it, but we are afraid to live without it. Sometimes we let ourselves dream of being free, of traveling without the need to pack a weapon. Holding on to our self-protective patterns is one manifestation of our unwillingness to surrender ourselves to God for the journey that is ahead. But there is another desire that is greater than our desire to be safe. It is the desire to abandon ourselves to God and the life to which he is calling us. It is the desire to leave Egypt and journey to journey with others to the promised land. Sometimes we hear God's whisper, why don't you give me that gun? We feel ourselves trembling with longing and with possibility, with fear and with hope. He waits quietly, patiently, and as we are ready, we give him that behavior, that pattern, that sin that we have relied on all these years. Our tears turn, our tears running to the ground at least for a moment, we let ourselves feel what it is like to be free. Mm. So <clears throat> I read that the other week, you know, weeping in the blue chair in our kitchen, <laughs> um, <clears throat> longing for the offering. I give Shane to come back to me. <laughs> and I was just like, it, it was such, you know, again, we try, I, I feel like we've really focused in on the podcast. It's like, we, tr- we try to provide language that helps communication, Yeah, you know, for a full life. And mm-hmm. so that, so visual storytelling, visual representations of what's going on in our hearts and souls is always just so helpful to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the idea of what, the question of what gun am I carrying mm-hmm. that might go off and do damage mm-hmm. is such a powerful one. Yeah. You know, especially when you, when you, have the juxtaposition of a monk. I was going to say, know? when you like, picture it being 
kind of secretly pulled out from under this robe. Yeah. That it, it, it that is striking. Even just to picture that in my mind, like what? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. That, yeah. That's not who you are. What? You know? Yeah. And so I, I believe that we all have them and we probably have multiple things that we, I mean, we all, we all try to protect ourselves in, in right. 10,000 different ways, Yeah, but there's probably a chair behind all of those ways. And mm-hmm. it's probably like four ways that we really try to protect ourselves, maybe yeah. even just one or two. Yeah. And so uh, the, when I read this to Brooke, she was like, well, what's your gun? Mm-hmm. And I, I'd like to think that I'm, I've given some of them up. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that I, I mean, you have, you if, know, if we're going with the concept that like over your, or at least since we've been married, like that you've had multiple guns, I've definitely you've yeah. seen you give some up in life. But I would say like the one that jumped to the front of my mind is one that I feel like I have gotten away with was like this sort of like self deprecating guilt humor mm-hmm. I used to run around with to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Brooke used to despise it. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one who called it guilt humor. Yeah. And said it wasn't allowed anymore. Yeah. And so that's the one that like first was like, oh, which was like, I, I was encouraged that that was the first thing that came to my mind. That was mm-hmm. like, okay, I have had some really damaging behavior before. Mm-hmm. That was a long time that's ago. That's not yeah. been helpful to people I've been in relationship with. Mm-hmm. And I, because of the grace of God and sort of the sanctification of the Holy Spirit and the accountability of my wife, I've been able to give up those bad behaviors. Mm-hmm. So that was like encouraging that I was. But but then as I started thinking about it more, I feel like the the gun that I carry is the guns that probably most sevens carry. If we're, mm. we're going to, you know, if I go to the Enneagram mm-hmm. is like, is the gun of distraction. Like, let me distract myself. Distraction, which, which looks like consumption yeah, like, for a seven. Let me distract myself via consumption of media, you know, YouTube, entertainment, uh, music, like mm-hmm. all the things in the name of not feeling my feelings, but also not being present to let others feel their feelings. Mm-hmm. Like Brooks yeah. going through it. I want to go play video games. Mm-hmm. Brooks going through it. I want to go watch TV. Mm-hmm. Brooks going through it. I'm going to go work out. Like the distraction through consumption is the gun that I carry most frequently to protect myself in currently mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. And I don't want to like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Bottom line. Yeah. I don't want to carry that gun. And so when I yeah. picture myself, you know, I, I don't picture myself in a garden because I don't really like gardening, but if mm-hmm. I picture myself like sitting on the beach mm-hmm. and Jesus comes up to me and says, Hey, you know, are you in a robe at the beach? No. A monk I'm, robe or no? No, I'm in my banana hammock. Okay. I mean, yeah. well, that's underneath the robe. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. It goes, it goes slippers. Banana hammock, robe, yeah, sunglasses, right, shovel, yeah, for digging my hole, yeah. Um, you know, and and he comes up to me at the beach and asks if I want to put down a life of distraction mm. uh, for and replace it with a life of intimacy. Mm. Hands down, I want to do that. Yeah. Easier said than done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that there can be these sort of like come to Jesus moments where I. Well, like the story where like I give the gun up yeah. in the moment and it's gone forever. And obviously something that's physically tangible, that's very, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's easier to do, but something that's more like emotionally based. Yeah. I, I think like what, a behavior or yeah. a belief or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I think what I could do over time is slowly dismantle that gun over and over again. So it doesn't work. So it doesn't work. Mm. And, or so like, as I give away parts of it, mm-hmm. as I, as the Lord sanctifies me, because like, it wasn't just one day I started, I stopped 
doing guilt humor. Right. No, like it no. Was a it took a slow process yeah. over time that made me realize that it was self-protection. It was deflection. It yeah. wasn't the, it wasn't allowing me to live out of the fullness of my heart. It was mm-hmm. just diverting attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but that took time. And so I feel like with the emotional side of behavior and defense mechanisms and all those things that we use, I do feel like it's a dismantling of the gun Mm -hmm. through sanctification and the parts are being delivered over time. If you could do it all at once. I was going to say, I think it might depend on what it is. Like I think, I think if you're, yeah, I guess I'm just saying that because I I want to encourage people. Don't believe that if you can't give the whole gun gun away immediately, it it just, just keep holding it. Because even me saying my distraction, my distraction now or my consumption via like distraction via consumption now mm-hmm. is so much less than it was a year ago. Mm-hmm. So much less than it was two years ago, night and day difference than five years ago. And mm-hmm. so is it still something that I tend that, that, that my default muscle memory wants to go to? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But do I go to it every time? By no means do right. I. And so that, that's sort of why I'm saying like this, it can yeah. be this slow dismantle over yeah. time. Um, and especially like, like, you know, like I'm not, I'm not distracting myself from emotions anytime I want to watch a movie. Sometimes I just want to enjoy <laughs> the entertainment of a yes. movie. Yeah. Um, and so which knowing the, which is yes, which. hundred percent. Yeah. And being honest with yourself yeah. and everybody else about it. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Like, what's the gun that you're holding under mm. your robe? Um, I feel like mine is probably, yeah, more in the like beliefs, lies area. I don't feel like I have anything super literal Yeah, that I could hand over or set down or at least nothing comes to mind right now. Um, like but, a, can, can I, yeah, I'm like trying to think of what it's something like that so actually like a might big one, be. A big one like that would be like pornography. Like if you are yes. addicted to pornography yeah. That is something that you are holding under your robe to mm-hmm. protect yourself, to feel certain ways to yeah. like, and that is something that you could with, you know, it's not easy, but you Correct. could stop that, cut that out of your life, mm-hmm. you know, and like step forward, like give that to Jesus, mm-hmm. take it out from under the robe, yeah. let the light shine on it, see it for what it is, the sin that it is, all that kind of stuff yeah. and pass it to the Lord for mm-hmm. sanctification, for a new road ahead. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I, I'll just be super honest. I know I have a gun. I pro- I might have several. I, I don't exactly, I've now, this language is fresh to me. And so I feel like I haven't sat on it a while because usually I need to sit on it for a little bit. And then I'm like, like a week in something will happen. And I'm like, there it is. There's the gun. Um, But the first thing that did come to mind last summer, remember I was up at Alyssa's and she was having that gathering and we were like broken down into small groups and we were asked the question, something along the lines of like, what is the lie you believe? And um, I was sitting when I was asked that I f- literally felt like my mind went blank and you like, said that out loud and I said that after yeah. when it when it came to be my turn I kind of rambled on that topic and said like I don't know my mind is literally blank I don't know and then thankfully Nicole spoke up she listened to that little whisper and said something and she's like that's the lie you believe that mm-hmm. you're blank yeah that you don't know mm-hmm. that you don't have an opinion that you have nothing to say you know whatever whatever and as I've 
it's over a year now that I've thought I've thought about that. I think a lot of the times when I, I mean, there are certainly times where literally I could answer, I don't know, I've never thought about that. Yeah. Like when a kid's like, how do yeah, volcanoes work yeah. or something? And I'm I like, I don't have babies. I don't. Yeah, literally. I'm like, I don't know. I I've don't. never thought about that. <laughs> um, now, now I'm going to be yeah. thinking about that. Thanks, T. Um, when a mommy worm loves a daddy worm. <laughs> Which worm? Anyway, like, <laughs> um, I a lot of the times what I actually mean, but I don't let myself say when I say that is that like, I'm actually afraid you're not going to like my answer mm. or I'm not going to like my answer. Yeah. I will be embarrassed or feel dumb. And so I've learned this behavior probably very young as self-protection of like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? What do you want to do? What do insert anything? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. And like, again, sometimes like you were saying, sometimes you do just want to watch a movie. Yeah. Sometimes I literally, literally don't, don't know. know. Like how many years of high school you go through. Yeah. Right. How does anyone know? <laughs> yeah. But we're all in the same boat there. But for the rest of us over here, I feel like, so to, to, to tie it all in, sometimes I, I think maybe the gun is this belief that I, um, I don't, the belief that I don't know, or the belief that like, I don't know myself well enough to kind of trust myself. Mm-hmm. And so it, it all swirls around in the same, like, do you really know what you want? Hey, speak up. What do you want? Oh, I don't really know. And yeah. then, and then you add in motherhood and all the other swirls and it's like, I don't know anything anymore, but also I actually know a lot of like, and I'm not just talking like head knowledge. Like I'm not talking about like facts. So I don't it, know anything, but the gun, when it goes off, it, that's what's going to make me cry. I knew it was going to happen in this episode. Um, when I picture the swirling around, like, who I am, what do I want? Not in a selfish way, but in like a really genuine way. Like who, what, you know, uh, what is my identity? What does God say my identity is? Like swirling around all that. When I picture that gun going off, mm-hmm. it looks like a, you know, I think about it through the lens of motherhood. Like it looks like a mom who is doing exactly that, doesn't know what she wants, is swirling. Like kids can feel that. They can Mm -hmm. feel the like, are you okay? Like you don't seem like you're grounded. You kind of feel like you're floating. You're not super present. And so I think that that can be super damaging um, if the gun was to go off because it it's, it's either being modeled as like, you know, I mean, kids become who they are Mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes literally and other times we mean that not so literally, um, but just like, yeah, I just I I don't want to I don't want to have that gun go off mm. and be like, I don't know, mom seems stressed or mom seems like not present or mom seems like she wants to be somewhere else or maybe like she is mentally somewhere else, like mm. kind of that that stuff. Um and so the only way to not have that gun go off is to not be holding that gun. Mm. Like so the only yeah. way is to set it down. I don't know. That was like a lot of swirl processing that like i don't don't do don't do what you just said no but i mean like i i know there's a difference between the having clarity on what i'm trying to say and i'm not negating what i said i'm simply saying i don't know if that was the most clear version of what i'm trying to say but and so with that does that make i mean like 100 because it it all like it, it like the um issues 
I don't like that word with like, um, like if I don't want to feel, if I start to feel that way and I don't want to feel that way, that's when like the, like if that's the inner circle right here, like the center of the bullseye, the next ring that comes out is control. Like if I feel out of control internally and I feel like I can't get it together mm -hmm. inside, in my thoughts, yeah. inside, then well, if I can't control the inside, I'm going to control the outside. Right. And so that's when there's like that ring of the layer of like wanting more control yeah. in the, which is a whole, I don't know if that's a separate gun. I don't yeah. know if that's part of it or if it's just you one of the bullets or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. would you say that the, maybe the chair behind and like the, the, the sort of root of the gun is self-protection, you know, like yeah. you're, you're protecting yourself, you know, and maybe that's the root of all of them, you know, like literally that's the metaphor. I mean, protection. Like, yeah. I want to protect myself. I want to protect my heart yes. from getting hurt. Right. And so I'm going to control oh, all the things around 100%, me. Oh, 100%. Because I don't ever want to feel embarrassed. Yeah. Or like um, I don't I don't ever want to feel later. Like I don't ever want to feel regret. And I actually don't feel regret a lot. We've right. talked about that, how little I use that word or say that word. But like in, uh, in it, not like, like an old man filled with regret. Yeah. Like that kind of thing, but more in like a, man, I, it is regret, but like, I wish I hadn't told, wish I hadn't shared that. I wish I hadn't whatever, because now I feel like it's being used against me or mm. it was used, uh, yeah, it's it was taken. It's, it, oh, it's a hundred percent protection. And that's what mine is too. Like I, I, yeah. I want to consume so I don't have to feel. And so the gun. Or so you don't have to think. Or I don't have to think or feel or yeah. engage. And so that gun going off over and over again is like a distant, checked out TJ yeah. that doesn't live with his actual family and lives on an island by himself, which yes. we talked about before. Yeah. And so if I put that gun away now, if I give that gun to Jesus, the next decade, 20, 30 years of my life, mm. I'm fully engaged with my children on, and, and this is like an ongoing thing that I'm constantly doing. Mm -hmm. Like it, it would be like the monk giving that guy the gun and then like finding where he put it and be like, I'm just going to go grab it and carry it around for a little while. And then yeah. having to do that process over and over again. And yeah. I feel like that's sort of w where some of this stuff will end up being for us mm -hmm. until Jesus returns or we, we go home. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like, I, I, it's all in the name of protection. And, and so that gun going off even 10 times over the next decade, like if I can limit the amount of time that gun goes off over the next yeah. second half of my life or mm -hmm. second, third of my life, I don't know how long I'll live. Um, <laughs> what a rich, what a, what a richer life I will have. Yeah. What, what a deeper relationship I'll have with June, Sunny, Daisy and Brooke. Mm -hmm. And so the same is for you. Oh, Yours yeah. is very different though, because I often like, <laughs> this is going to be, this is going to be a silly example, but I'm going to run with it is I want Brooke to play pickleball mm -hmm. with me so badly, mm -hmm. but Brooke in the name of self-protection carries a gun of, I don't want to be embarrassed mm -hmm. by how bad I am at it. Yeah. And so she won't play. I don't want to be, be embarrassed in front of myself. Yes. Or others. I, well, I, I mean, I mean, it is both, but like there are times where I can be silly and yeah. I can be fun and I'm like, oh, I don't care what anybody thinks. And, and so when I think of the next 10, 20, 30 years of, of me not being checked out, mm -hmm. consuming, I have a richer relationship with those around me. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about the next 10, 20, 30 years of you stepping on the pickleball court to play, 
of oh, life. Oh, interesting. So specific. Yeah. You know, or doing a cold yeah, plunge yeah, or yeah. doing all the things that you're just like, no, I'm thank you. I'm just not interested. Out of embarrassment or just, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like your life and your relationship with your kids is much more full. Mm. You're, you're, you know, the jumping off a waterfall might be extreme because of your extreme terror of heights, <laughs> but like you going under the waterfall is more full. Like you being able yeah. and, and you have, since we've moved to Maui, you've stepped into more of that way of life than ever before. And it's been richer and fuller and more bright and more effervescent. How about that for a while? Wow. Yeah. You went to five years of high school, yeah, didn't did. you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Actually six. <laughs> it's kind of a record. Um, <laughs> there's all the head damage walking downstairs. Yeah. Um, and so I, I would just encourage <laughs> your you. Your book photo. Yeah. <laughs> nickname, Slinks. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Is his name Slinky? I don't get it. <laughs> And so I, I just would like, I love this language mm -hmm. and I love this sort of daily reminder or like weekly or monthly talk we could have of like, are you, is the yeah. gun in the rope, you know? Well, that's just it. A lot of times, I mean, cause we're, we're kind of sort of talking about a vice. We're kind of yeah. sort of talking about something hidden. Like, you know, there's a lot of different words you could use to, to name what we're calling the gun. But I feel like a lot of times when it's talked about, it's like, what's the thing hidden in the back of your closet that no one knows about? Like, yeah. it feels like this very hidden secret separate thing yeah. versus this thing that I that I am literally carrying on me right now and yeah. it's under my robe. Yeah. But most people don't know. Yeah. Like, it's, it's on you. But the ones closest to you do know. Probably, you yes. Know, and and yeah. they want you to put it down. They want mm -hmm. you to put it away. Yeah. Not out of... not. Like, I don't need you to put that away because I'm afraid you're going to hurt me with it. Like, we are <laughs> right. in a covenant relationship together that, right. like, even if you do hurt me with it, mm -hmm. I'm going to forgive you. Even mm -hmm. if I do hurt you with the fact that I've checked out for a week and binge watched every yeah. show that's ever exists, like, you're going to forgive me. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I don't want you to put it down in the name of, like, I just don't want you to hurt me with it anymore. I think that's very real for some people. Yeah, depending on the what it is. The reason I want you to put it down yeah. is because I want that full effervescent life yeah for you for the next three decades yeah and i want that relationship that you could have with me with your kid with daisy mm -hmm. with sunny with june all those years yeah and if you don't put it down or if i don't put it down mm -hmm. that relationship will still exist yeah it just won't be as full right and so like let's take it out mm-hmm I almost feel like, and again, this, this wasn't the full concept because uh, they were literally talking about a monk who wears yeah. a robe, but it's like, there's part of me that feels like if I wasn't carrying the gun, would I even have to wear the robe? Right. Like in a, in a, yeah. in like, let's take it a different direction. Like is the, am I only wearing the robe, which is slowing me down? You know, probably not the most comfortable thing, Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, am I only wearing that to hide the thing? And if I could set the gun down and give it up, give it to Jesus, you know, yeah. would I be able to, yeah, there's just like that, that idea of the road being so like, like living open and free mm -hmm. before the creator of heaven and earth, yeah. like with full hearts, full feelings, full emotions, yeah. full desire. And like, but also full of sanctification, like mm -hmm. to just to walk with him hand in hand mm -hmm. through life. Yeah. And we have a trouble doing that when we have all this, crap yeah hiding under our robes yeah and so like as you take this conversation with your spouse or with friends or whatever like mm -hmm. be honest about it you know like like ask god to reveal yeah. 
yeah. to you what that gun is and what, yeah. what you're carrying. And, and, and honestly, like pray for a vision of a Ooh, life yeah. of what it would be without it. Because that's sort of why I'm getting like kind of animated and fired up is like, I can see the life that Brooke will have without that gun. And it is so good. It is rich. It is full. It is joyful. It is all the things that I, that I, as your husband know you deserve Mm -hmm. and want to see for you. And so ask the Lord who, who will know even more so for Brooke than, (laughs) than my small five-year high school mind. Yeah. Ask the Lord to give you a vision of what that life would be without mm. carrying that gun in that holster. Yeah. And and hopefully he will. Yeah. And, and then start to walk that out. Yeah. And man, I, I think that there is such power in that. And that mm. could just like this, it could be a it could be a place that t- ten years from now you look back and you're like, man, what a what a turning point in my life mm-hmm. that I was able to like have vision for what my life would be at like without carrying all that baggage, all that extra stuff, all those, all those, mm. um, self protective defense mechanisms. Yeah. So, mm. all right. Well, I'll end with the poem. So there's a poem at the end of every, um, chapter. So I'll yeah. end with the poem, uh, from, from this chapter. From this chapter. Okay. Again, the collection is open October 1st through 10th. Go mm-hmm. shop, use the code 1 million all spelled out for an extra discount. Okay, here we go. Chapter, uh, poem at the end of this chapter. O God, gather me to be with you as you are with me. Keep me in touch with myself, with my needs, my anxieties, my angers, my pains, my corruptions, that I may claim them as my own rather than blame them on someone else. O Lord, deepen my wounds into wisdom, shape my weakness into compassion, gentle my envy into enjoyment, my fear into trust, my guilt into honesty. O God, gather me to be with you as you are with me. Mm. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making us a part of your week. Okay. Okay, I love love you. Bye. What are we doing? (laughs) It's on the wrong soundboard. (laughs) So great. What are we doing? (laughs) Take two. Okay, Okay, I love love you. you, Bye. Bye.